0: It is time to recap a week in Drake Sports. This is The Bark, and here are your hosts, Noah Manderfeld and J.D. Pellegrino. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Bark. I'm Noah Manderfeld, the sports director for the Drake Broadcasting System. And with me is J.D. Pellegrino, the sports editor of the Times-Delphic, fresh off of a Florida spring break trip.
1: Yep, it, it was nice. The weather was nice. I came back. Nice and nice and crispy with a nice tan. But, you know, as good as that break was, we can't get back the losses that both the women's basketball team and the men's basketball team have faced in the NCAA tournament for the women and then the collegeinsiders.com postseason tournament for the men's. But we'll get to all that. It's good to be back. Good to be back with you, Noah, filming another edition of The Bark.
0: I'm, I'm excited, but not really excited to talk about what, what we have to talk about. It was a really tough weekend, a, a tough Friday at that in which both teams dropped in their – respective postseason tournaments and then softball they had a pretty good week so they ended their they had their week on a high note but the uh two basketball teams had a really tough week we're gonna talk about the women's basketball team first we are going to be making this episode a bit of a long episode just because there is so much to unpack with the end of the basketball season so bear with us because we do have good content out there so the women's basketball team and of course they traveled to Iowa City to take on Missouri in the NCAA tournament it was a 10th seed versus a number seven seed and boy was it one of the most exciting games of the first round of the NCAA women's basketball tournament it was a, a 77 to 76 result in overtime in Missouri's favor but either team deserved to win this game at halftime Missouri led and that was a 33 to 30 lead but at that point even then Drake and Missouri were matching each other bucket for bucket. Drake, they did struggle in the first half from the floor, shooting 38%. Again, it's one of the better defenses in the SEC. However, Sophie Cunningham, Missouri's number one scorer and a potential WNBA uh, draft pick, they held her to just seven points in that first half, and in the second half, it was much of the same that we had in the first half, except Drake shot a lot better in that second half, and they were able to have an advantage late in the game, in fact. Um, and then in the final two minutes, just two points were scored. However, it was one of the most exciting two minutes you will watch in basketball. Turnovers, opportunities were all there. Sophie Cunningham, um, she was followed late, and she went to the line tying the game at 64 with free throws. And then Drake had the ball, but Brenny Rose, the pass was passed to her and it went through her hands. She couldn't handle it. Missouri had the ball in transition, but suddenly Brenny Rose gets back in transition and makes up for her turnover by forcing her own turnover. She knocks the ball out of the defender's hands, knocking it out of bounds off of Missouri, and that gave Drake the ball back with the chance To get the last shot they went inside to Sarah Ryan Sarah Ryan she got blocked by Sierra Porter inside and the game went to OT then in OT the teams were just trading buckets in the first three minutes 17 total points were scored in those first three minutes Monahan and Hidner they both hit huge threes to give Drake the 73 to 72 advantage heading into that final minute and then Cunningham she gets fouled again in fact I believe she had up to about 11 free throws taken in this game she made both free throws to take the 74 to 73 advantage in Missouri. On the other end, Sarah Ryan was fouled, and she went to the line. She made one of her two free throws to tie the game. Missouri got the ball back with Amber Smith, and Amber Smith made a nice move inside, and that gave Missouri the lead with 22 seconds left. That was 76 to 74. Then Drake on the offensive end was fouled again, and that was Maddie Dean. She made two clutch free throws to tie the game, and this set up the final crazy events that I think people are going to be talking about for a little bit here, either in a bitter way or in a happy way if you're a Missouri fan. Missouri had the ball with the chance to take the final shot. They ran down the clock, rolled over to the right side, and didn't get a good look. It was a very, very deep three from the right wing taken by Jordan Roundtree. She shot it, and Becca Hittner hit her hand a little bit. We can get into whether that should have been a foul or not in a bit, but nonetheless, it was called a foul. That sent Jordan Roundtree to the line with 1.1 seconds left. Uh, She hit one of three free throws, making it 77 of 76. Uh, Drake... Got the rebound, called a quick timeout uh, with just a point two seconds draining off the clock. And that gave Drake the ball on their own end with a chance to take the final shot. They inbounded it to Becca Hittner for an open look centered on the hoop. From behind the arc and she couldn't hit it and drake's season came to an end heartbreaking fashion you could see hitting around the sideline obviously disappointed but she had a good game 18 points and nine rebounds on seven of 21 from the floor sarah ryan she had 18 points and three blocks and drake as a team had 23 assists and in that second half that i said they picked it up in they shot 48 percent jd it's it's a heartbreaker for the bulldogs
1: it's oh it is a lot to take in. There was just so many things to look at and point to, you know, one team could have taken the lead here. The Bulldogs, if they would have done this a little bit better, they could have come out of that game making it to the second round of the tournament for the first time in um in recent history. So I think that there are a lot of things that you can look at and kind of think about, but ultimately the game is the game. You can't look back on it now and replay all that all those things. But I would have to say the first quarter was toughest for the Bulldogs. They were outscored by five points, and I know it's only five points, but in this tournament, mm-hmm. the the classic method for the Bulldogs of, you know, start the first quarter just a little bit slower, and then the second quarter and the third quarter is when you really pick it up. That's what we saw in this Missouri game. They outscored Missouri in both the second and third quarters, but in the first they sc- they were down five, and those five points – who knows that those five points could have uh, helped them in the end win the game? It was no concern because they picked it up in the second and third, but ultimately in the end, kind of led to their downfall. Both teams have a great offense and defense. Missouri, I think, is just a bigger program, like you said, with their leader Sophie Cunningham, who has the potential professional aspirations in the WNBA. We knew it would be tough for the Bulldogs coming into the tournament, playing a team like Missouri, and we didn't we didn't know if if they were going to win or not. We mm-hmm. knew that it would be difficult. Personally. I thought they they were going to win this game, and, you know, they could have. But ultimately, the Missouri Valley Conference is not one that I would say prepared them for a tournament like this, for a game like this, and that has been something that, that we've known for a while. Yeah. Um, I just think that the games that the Bulldogs have played against South Carolina, Notre Dame, those two losses against Missouri State, and then the close games in between, I think those ones are what helped showed the Bulldogs – And the team, how they need to overcome that adversity and win in games like this that are really close, it's just they came down on the wrong side of the numbers on this one.
0: And you could tell during the game, Drake knew how to react to some of the things Missouri was doing in that adversity, and you could see that game experience earlier on. Keep in mind, Drake played one overtime game before this, and that was versus South Carolina, and they won. And South Carolina is a very similar team to the way Missouri was, so definitely helped prepare them for this game.
1: I think if you also look at the stats, the free throws, The Bulldogs shot 8 for 11 with Sarah Ryan shooting the most free throws for the Bulldogs with 8. She went 5 of 8. But if you look at Missouri, Sophie Cunningham, she shot 10 for 10. I think earlier you said 11, but it was 10 for 10. She went 100%. She's by far their best free throw shooter and probably one of the best on the court during the game. Shooting 10 for 10, we sent them to the line 16 times, and they made 14 of 16 to our 8 of 11. So... Right there, make your free throws. And also, the fouls, they come into play in this. In a one-point game, shooting 16 free throws, it's going to come back and get you.
0: And late in that game, we saw fouls. They, they were the reason. Of course, Sophius Cunningham late in the game fouled, went to the line and tied it in the fourth quarter. And then over time, we had the, a couple fouls late, including the one on Jordan Roundtree. And whether, whether or not that call was a bit nitpicky, I think it was a foul at that point in the game. To call that is a bit questionable. It's, it's, you can't be following that late in the game and giving Missouri these free shots. you got to play stingy defense. Drake was playing really good defense for a lot of this game. Uh, specifically inside, Monica Burich, Uh, She played extraordinary defense, especially in the first half, and they even put her out there with Sarah Ryan as two forwards, which we haven't seen very much this season. Uh, That inside post game was really working for the Bulldogs, and it really allowed them on the offensive end to get some good opportunities.
1: Yep, I'll wrap this up with this. I think that it the reason they did that is because it's very important to get two of your bigger players out there mm-hmm. against bigger programs like this and especially in the tournament you know drake has relied on the shooting of the shooting and the scoring of becca hitner sarah ryan maddie dean sammy backroad but in clutch time like that you're going to need some height you're going to need some taller players who can help do some of that stuff inside that the other shooting players can't but looking forward. Hitner and Ryan will be back next year at the loss of those seniors, including two leaders in Sammy Backroad and Maddie Dean. They lose Nicole Miller and Becca Jonas as well. The team finished the season with some high honors. Becca Hitner won the Jackie Styles MVC Player of the Year for the second year in a row. Hitner and Ryan were named to the Google Cloud Academic All-America teams, and the Bulldogs had a league-high four players named to all MVC teams and Scholar Athlete teams. Hittner, Ryan, Backroad, and Dean were honored in both categories for the Bulldogs, while Ryan becomes the MVC Scholar Athlete of the Year for the second year in a row. I think that we have a lot of positives to look forward to next year, obviously with those graduating seniors, but players like Hannah Fuller and Maddie Monahan, who have received plenty of playtime this year, will look to take more of a leadership role on the court next year And I think that we have a lot of good to look at, Noah.
0: And I think Hannah Fuller, she was hurt for that game versus Iowa. She somehow got hurt in between that last championship game and the game versus Iowa. I'm not sure exactly where that happened, but she's a really good defensive player. She's going to evolve next year, and I see her being a potential Missouri Valley Conference defensive player of the year candidate. That's how good she is defensively on that Sammy Baccarat level. And if you're looking at who's replacing who, I think she can replace Sammy Backrow. We have Kiera Collier, who's a transfer from Washington. She had to sit out this season. She could be someone of a Nicole Miller-type player. Grace Berg, I'm not sure what kind of player she can be, but she's a transfer here. Of course, transferring from Missouri, in fact. She's going to be available next year. And then you have Maggie Niegaard and you have Allie Woolridge inside, who are going to be coming back. Monica Burridge, I think we could see that two-forward lineup. A little bit more next year especially with two of the starters graduating this year i think that's definitely something that we're going to start seeing and so they're still good to look for i our depth isn't as solid as it was this year considering we only had one graduating player last after last season Um, but we're still going to be good here's the kicker though missouri state who just won their first ncaa tournament this game this year and they defeated us two out of three games They only have one senior on that team. They're a very uh, young team that's going to be better next year, and it's going to give us some tougher competition in the Missouri Valley Conference and the Missouri Valley Conference tournament, and it should make for things interesting. And and next year, a Missouri Valley Conference tournament isn't as sure of a thing, even though we didn't win it this year. I don't think we're going to be going into next season with the expectation of winning with with the way Missouri State is developing.
1: I think it's going to be huge to look back on the games that, the Bulldogs played against Missouri State this season. They only have one graduating senior, like you said. So I think that the tape is going to be very similar for them. Mm-hmm. So we can study those things that they did. But for us, it's going to be completely different. So I think this is the time, this is the off season to really explore what women's basketball could be and explore new formations and new plays.
0: And that's going to be a wrap for the Missouri for the Drake women's basketball team. Hitner and Ryan will be back next year, so we look forward to some good basketball next year as they try to win that coveted first NCAA tournament game. Uh, let's move into men's basketball, shall we, JD? Yep. Drake, their men's basketball team fell just. A couple hours after the women's team fell, they played Southern Utah, and they went into another overtime game. At the beginning, Nick McGlynn, he was out again, and that left seven players on this Drake team available. And you could just tell the the lust of the Missouri Valley Conference tournament, the adrenaline, all of that momentum just seemed to wear off. And Drake just seemed like a deflated team throughout. They were outscored 27-23 to 23 in the first half, shooting a measly 28 However, in the second half, they upped that shooting percentage to 50%, and they made this game close. Late in the game, Ellingson got fouled, and they made he made two free throws, and that tied the game late, sending it to OT. And then in OT, you could tell this team, again, was just getting tired late in the game. Uh, they didn't have that depth. and. In fact, some players play, played over 40 minutes. Barry Yellingson specifically played 44 minutes. And Drake, they faded late, losing 80-73. to 73. The Murphy Twins each had double-doubles. Anthony, he had 13 points and 10 rebounds on 4 of 7 shooting with 3 steals. Trammell, he had 10 points and 11 rebounds on 4 of 17 shooting. And Noah Thomas had 19 points, while Liam Robbins, the big man inside, fouled out with 14 points. Drake didn't seem like themselves in this game, and it's a really disappointing loss because this is a team that I think we definitely should have beaten. Um, But only one player that played in this game is going to be gone next year, and to see the Murphy Twins each have a double-double surely encouraging, J.D.
1: Yeah, I think that the Bulldogs in this game specifically, they obviously they could have won this game, but I think that the whole problem with this game boils down to the depth. With seven Mm players— This is something that we haven't seen so far. With Nick McGlynn out, yeah, we knew that was going to be something. But only having seven players out on the court, that really limits the amount of things that you can do and the amount of trickery that you can play against Southern Utah. Southern Utah had nine players in this game that provided them with a little bit more depth. You can get some line changes in there and give players a break. But like we saw here, Noah Thomas, Anthony Murphy, Brady Ellingson, Tremel Murphy specifically, they rarely came off the court. Liam Robbins, who has been filling in for the injured Nick McGlynn, who received little playtime during the regular season, played 21 minutes. And then Garrett Sturts and Antonio Pilipovic also had a high number of minutes. So I think that there wasn't really much more that that they could do. We received—Bulldogs scored very high numbers. Noah Thomas with 19, Robbins with 14— Anthony Murphy with 13 Brady Ellingson with 11 in his 44 minutes I think he should have scored a little more but you know what are you gonna do he shot four from four for 12 from the field and then Tremel Murphy four of 17 10 points So I think that all of those players they all scored double digits there wasn't much more they could do Garrett Sturts only with four points in his 23 minutes shooting two of three and then Pilipovich with two points in his 24 minutes. I just think that those players like Garrett Sturts and Antonio Pilipovich needed to score a little bit more, but with the depth you have playing those high minutes, Mm -hmm. there's only so much you can do. Ultimately, it just came down to fatigue at the end of the season, you know, waiting to find out if you're going to get that bid into that postseason tournament or which postseason tournament. The Bulldogs didn't know Mm -hmm. until about a week and a half, two weeks ago, so I mean, I'm sure that this was on their radar, but still finding out what tournament you're going to be in oh, we have more to play, we're down a couple players. It's hard to mentally prepare yourself for games like that.
0: And I think the difference between – you mentioned Southern Utah had nine players – they had more options than nine players. They just decided to play those nine players. Drake had no more options. This was the seven that they had, and if they fouled out, they were done. Uh, and, and so that's that's the big difference. But I think we've seen Noah Thomas blossom late this season. He's really shown that he can pick up the scoring load if he needs to. Anthony Murphy is really broken out, along with Tramel Murphy in conference play. Garrett Sturts is a reliable guy as a freshman. Uh, Liam Robbins, he's got to develop more in side but if he can be more agile and limit those fouls, he can be really good so there's a lot of good things going for this team and you know next year we're going to get dj wilkins back you know that and we have a few incoming players that are going to be coming in and helping this team but we also have some guys like roman penn who will be playing he might even be in the starting lineup so this team isn't done yet and this team has talent for next year but that's going to conclude Drake Men's basketball for us this year. They f- they finished the season at 24 and 10, and. They'll look forward to next season. Let's move into softball, where softball traveled to Peoria, Illinois, to take on Bradley in two games, and then defeated them both before the Sunday game was canceled in the first game. Drake, they rode the Newman train for seven innings, with her giving up just one run and two hits in the first six innings, while also adding an RBI single. So the game was 1-1 to at this point, and she had everything in that game. However, five runs in the seventh inning, fueled by an error on Bradley. Gave Drake the 6-1 to victory. Newman, she had 14 strikeouts and just two hits in her seven innings of work. And Kennedy Frank, she had a two-RBI single in the seventh to make her two-for-four with two RBIs. And then in the second game, Drake played in a back-and-forth battle in which they scored in the final five innings, innings three through seven, one in the third, fourth, and the fifth, along with two in the sixth, and that gave Drake a 5-1 to lead. But in the bottom of the sixth, Timmons, who had just given up one run to that point, started opening the door just to crack for Bradley, walking a batter, and including two hits that um, included a double to make it 5-3. to three. Newman, she came in to replace her, but she allowed a few more base runners and a double. And by that double, Bradley had tied the game up. It was 5-5. Five to five. But then in the seventh, a clutch two-out, two-RBI single from Gabby Jonas gave Drake the lead. But Bradley still wasn't going away without a fight. There was an error by Terran Pena that gave Bradley the win. Um, or they gave Bradley a run and put the time run at the plate with the bases loaded and one out. Now, they did score, they ground out with the bases loaded to give themselves that one run, but Newman got a strikeout at the end to clinch the victory. In this game, the bottom four of the lineup for Drake combined for seven of Drake's 13 hits and five of their RBIs. Sarah Maddox, one of them, went three of four with one RBI. This is a tough road day for the Bulldogs. Two games coming off of a two-for-three weekend versus a second-place preseason pick in Southern Illinois. But they took on the eighth pick in that poll, Bradley, and they struggled a bit. However, I think clutch hits are really a big reason why they're here today. They can compete in this conference, and they really can, looking at the way that their pitching has been going, the way that Newman's been pitching in their offense, showing that they can get those clutch hits uh, is showing why they're the preseason pick to win the Missouri Valley Conference this season. They are now 4-1 in conference play, and they'll travel to Nebraska for two games, um, both on Tuesday, March 26th at 4 p.m. and 6 p.m., and then they come home for three games on March 30th and March 31st against Indiana State, who's 1-4 in Missouri Valley Conference play. That's at home, by the way to open the home sleep, But that's going to conclude it for us here on The Bark. Thank you for listening, and let's have a good week in Drake sports. Next week we have no basketball, but we'll get into some more Drake sports. So have a good week in Drake sports, folks.